Hi, welcome back to Mindset Win, the podcast from Red Bull that's all about sharing incredible stories and applying mental tactics to our daily lives. I'm Cédric Dumont, I'm your host, and with me in the studio, York Peter Kloppel, you're a sports psychologist. York, how did you get into sports psychology in the first place? I think it's all down to the fact that I was a swimmer and you spend up to 20 hours a week with your head in the water. So you spend a lot of time with yourself, with your thoughts, with your emotions. So I got really interested in kind of understanding myself. And then when I went to university and studied sports science, um, I had a lecture on sports psychology and it just really opened my eyes to the breadth of work that has been done in that space already. It's such a huge field with so many different aspects. and. In the beginning, it was just an interest to understand myself a little bit better before I then, yeah, change that around to, to help others. Yeah, it's fascinating. Huh? Okay, we'll come back to this later. But first, let's hear from Pascal himself. Hey, I'm Pascal Siakam. I'm from Douala, Cameroon. I play in the NBA for the Toronto Raptors and I'm a Red Bull athlete. I grew up playing soccer or, or football, if you want to call it. I never really like wanted to play basketball. My brothers play basketball, but that's something that I always wanted to be different as a kid growing up. So I wanted to do something different than, than what my brothers did. And eventually I started growing a lot. <laughs> I got really, really tall. And then um, it was just a matter of like trying it out. And I think I just fell in love with the game. I do believe that me starting late definitely gave me an edge. And, and because to me, my mindset is that I want to be able to work harder than everyone because I'm late. So um, I put double the amount of work, you know, in hopes of, of catching up and, and becoming the best version of myself. Obviously, you got to work smart and you have to do the right things while you work. I think a lot of people work hard and they're not, they don't do the right things. Everyone is good when everything is going right and you're winning games or whatever the case might be. But... I think looking at people when things are not going right, you know, it's like, what, what do you do then? And I think that what, what separates me, I would say as an athlete, is like knowing that in my life, I've been through a lot of things. Um, and that helped me that when things are not going right for me on the court, I can always find a way to, to kind of like get back to it, work even harder and kind of like go pass through all those difficult times. People like me, you know, from Cameroon, We don't really get a lot of opportunities and be able to be in the NBA, which is the best league in the world and playing against the best basketball players in the world. And I just, I feel extremely blessed to be in that position. That's something that I always wanted to, to make sure that I go out and, and help people the way that I was helped. For me to be able to get to where I am today, I received help from numerous people that kind of gave everything that they could to help me be where I am. So I always try to give back. And that's why I have the PS43 Foundation, which is a foundation that I created with my team. And our focus is on education. We have a lot of things in Canada that we're doing, but also in Africa, back in Cameroon, where I'm from, just to make sure that we continue to give kids opportunity. Obviously, like being in the NBA Finals, I don't think there's really words to explain. And being a part of that for me in 2019 was incredible. Um, and being able to be at that stage and at the end being rewarded by the championship was just so amazing. Seeing the joy that we brought not only to, to ourselves, to our families, 
but but a whole country also you know in Canada it was just something that that's unbelievable and something that I'll never forget my biggest source of inspiration for me is my dad he was like everything to me and someone that I looked up to his work ethic and everything that he did for his family to be able to keep us together is something that I aspire to do so yeah he's definitely the person that I think about when I want to push myself harder or, you know, like if, if there's no reason for me to wake up today and, and go do what I do, he would be the reason for me to do that. I don't have no secret sauce or anything like that, but if I had to say anything, I would just, to me, I would just say to believe in yourself. Like that's, to me, is the most important thing. A lot of people really doubt themselves a lot. I always want to encourage people to believe in themselves. Everything is possible. And as long as you're working hard and you're doing the right things, like I know it sounds cliche, but I really do believe that because, you know, look at me, kid from Cameroon. Someone like me that, that's able to get to this place and being able to, you know, be in the NBA, come to Astra, being a part of Red Bull and do things like as amazing as I am doing right now. Like if you ask younger me, I would never really think that I, I could do that. So I think that is important to really believe in yourself. And that'll be my message. As a player, that, that there's like a hundred other people that <laughs> aspire to be top, you know, the first the first round picks, and and you don't really know where you stand. And I feel like there's like 30 teams in the NBA. If you want to give yourself a chance to be on the radar of all any of these people, you have to go out in front of them and work out in front in front of those people. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100. You'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live, we got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. There's travels, you know, from different cities, you know, you're traveling everywhere and, and it takes so much, not only like physically, like mentally, it could be draining. And I think as a young player, most of these, these guys is like 19, 18 years old coming into the NBA. It's really taxing, not only on your body, but also on your mind. I do think that you have to be able to take care of yourself, take care of your body, um, rest, hydrate. It's long season, a lot of games different cities every single day and you just got to be able to make sure that your body is right by doing the right things having the right team around you and for me there's like times where i'll take five days to a week where i just don't do anything there's always time where you just need to relax take your mind off the game just you know kick your feet up and <laughs> enjoy because at the end of the day like you're playing basketball and you play with the best in the world but at the same time like you got to be able to enjoy it it's serious, but at the same time, we're blessed to be in this position to be able to play the sport that you love and get paid for it. And I, and I just feel like it's, it's also important for the mind and, and the body to, to be able to rest and just have some time for yourself. As an athlete, right, like I, your body is, like I said, is everything, but the running, the jumping, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot on the body and, and a lot of athletes don't have longevity. If you don't do the right things to take care of your body, it's really impossible to be able to do that for that long. That's something that I think about a lot as an athlete, being able to take care of my body, to play every single night, to be able to do that. It takes a lot in the background with, you know, physical therapy or anything that you do, um, recovery, making sure that you're eating right. Nutrition is also important. So there's so many other things like that's going to help you 
being durable and, and, and having a long career, like whatever sports that you do. As an athlete, you go through a lot. You go through losing, you go through winning. And I think that sometimes, you know, it could be really hard. And then also being in the public eye, people kind of watch everything that you do. And to be able to, you know, have that drive no matter what, you know, obviously there's like the mental aspect of it. There's sports psychology now. People are more open to talking to other people about things that they go through. But also just like, to me, just finding things that ground me. When there's things that's going wrong, I always have those people no matter what. Sometimes I want to go home and, you know, not talk about basketball in my family. Like, I just want to be able to talk about anything else but basketball. And I think those things are really important because we're so consumed by the game every single day. And it's everything that we do, you know, <laughs> we eat, sleep, basketball. And, and sometimes it's important to get away from that, to have that balance. I've been through so much in my life, you know, that kind of like prepare me to moments where obviously things don't feel like they're going right or things don't feel like they're going the way they're supposed to go. I think I'm, I'm, you know, mentally strong, but also it's important to, to talk to other people and, and people that really are experienced in the, the sports psychology world. And I just feel like to be able to be the best, like you can't really do it on your own. I mean, you have to know yourself. You have to know what's good for you. You know, it takes a village. Like it takes a lot of people to be able to be the best. And you have to be able to entrust the right people and have those people that are the best in their field give you information that you're going to have to be able to retain. All those things together, you know, make you the player that you are. Yeah, lots of uh, interesting insights and food for thought here. How would you summarize this? Yeah, let's maybe talk a little bit about this idea of resting the body and the mind. And I think a lot of high-level athletes understand the importance of physical recovery. But there's this new field emerging now of mental recovery as well, which is something that, of course, applies to, to sports, high-level sports, but can also be applied to our daily lives. And I think we're only in the beginning now of, of this long journey of, of research to find out exactly how the mind works, how the brain works, and, and how there's also this thing called mental load, prolonged periods of stress, what an effect that has in the end on our body as well and so on. So, you know, there's terms out there like burnout that kind of explain this phenomenon. But as I said, I think there's still so much more research to be done to really understand what happens inside our head. So you think that like mental overload or, or not taking mental breaks could lead to a burnout, for example? Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, there's there's enough examples to back that up. And there's also research on this that shows that if we are constantly mentally overloaded or constantly stressed, um, that it, it definitely leads to things like depression and anxiety and other mental illnesses. So I think this is a really important subject to focus on. Yeah. And it's something we don't talk a lot about because no. like you said, it's it's physical stress and fatigue it's it's basically very tangible yeah it's very easy to feel yeah i feel exhausted and i'm gonna rest but here in the brain feeling this mental yeah. fatigue it's a different story it is different but there are many similarities because maybe our listeners have heard about different brain waves and there are different types of brain waves and what that ultimately means is just the frequency at which the brain is working, the, the electrical current. 
it's a little bit similar to the heart rate actually because if we reach a certain level of a heart rate um, if it goes above 100 beats per minute or even higher everyone understands okay that's that's stress that's that's hard work for my body after that i need i need to sit down and rest a little bit and it's quite similar actually with the brain waves as well so if we if we get into those beta or even gamma brain waves that's you know really high frequency that's that's a lot of work for for the brain and we need to make sure that we also spend some time in the alpha um, which is the much lower frequencies where the brain can rest and recover and and yeah just recharge but for our listeners and myself as well um, i really want to know first of all when do you know that you have a mental overload I mean, the body does send some signals to ourselves, right? So if you're getting headaches repeatedly, if you, in the mornings when you wake up, you don't feel rested, you feel like you haven't had a good night's sleep. If you struggle to fall asleep in the evenings because your your brain is just thinking about a million things at the same time. If you don't find a lot of enjoyment in little things in life, so if taking a walk through a park doesn't feel enjoyable to you, then those are all really clear signs that maybe you've overloaded the brain a little bit too much recently. Okay, these are the signs. What do you have to do? What could we change? It's this idea of taking a mental break as well. Something that Pascal described and he seems to know ways to also rest the mind. The key thing here is understanding what kind of activities are actually quite strenuous for the brain. So after a long day at work, I think it's quite common that a lot of people enjoy sitting at home on the sofa and watching TV and maybe at the same time also looking at their phone, scrolling through social media and so on. Well, these activities are physically resting, but the brain is working really hard. All of the different stimuli from the TV, the, the visuals, the acoustics, the sounds, um, but then also the, the stimuli from the phone and so on, that's really a lot for the brain to manage. So understanding really what a mental break would look like, I think that's the first step. So really understanding what activities reduce mental load. So for example, meditation, we've recently spoken about that in an episode, or something like sports where I'm just outside going for a, uh, a run or uh, I'm playing a, a game with my friend. Like these are activities that can be quite relaxing for the brain because we, we don't have to deal with this overload of information. Should I be more intentional with what I'm doing during the day? Because I feel that we live in a society where we have to do more and more and more and yeah, more. Exactly. Yeah, I would think of it as thinking about how much does the brain have to do with a certain activity. So think of it as how many information does my brain have to deal with right now. So if I'm sitting down reading a book, it's very minimal. There's just a story that I'm reading with my eyes. That's a light activity for the brain. Whereas if I'm uh, watching TV, there's loads of information coming at me. I'm seeing so many different pixels on the screen. I'm hearing so many different things from the TV. That's a lot of things that my brain has to process. Triggers. Yeah, triggers, exactly. And also the the idea that the phone is just, a, it constantly feeds us with with needs interesting things. And, needs, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's just, 
yeah, like so many things that I want to see and so on. So that that really again is an overload for the brain. So a conversation with a friend is is again something that's quite light exercise because I'm just really focused on just just this one person in front of me. I'm listening. I'm I'm speaking. That's an activity that I can do in the evening just to wind down a little bit. How could we train our brain to just filter more to prevent mental overloads, to take a mental break and yeah. to recover and to go back to work and with a lot of mental energy. So maybe this evening, instead of watching TV or looking at your phone, try finding a different activity that you enjoy that is less strenuous on the brain. For example, reading a book, having a conversation, cooking, listening to some music, something that not as big of a an overload of information um, as some of the other activities might be. And remember this idea that a mental break can last just a few seconds or many days. So even if you, during a busy day, if you just find a little moment here and there to relax a little bit, to, to switch off, as people like to say, um, and just for a short moment, have some of those alpha waves instead of the beta waves, um, that's going to have a, a great cumulative effect at the end of the day. So even just many little breaks during the day can help to reduce the overall stress. But then also just this idea that Pascal also mentioned about taking many days of, of a vacation, being away somewhere that we really enjoy being, whether it's at the beach or in the mountains, wherever we like to be, and just forget about work. I think this is something that many people are struggling with today to leave the phone, <laughs> turn the emails off and so on. But this is super important for our mental health. It's almost a necessity. Yes. Yeah. I'll think about this. I'll, I'll, I think I'll cook tonight. Okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Instead of uh, scrolling on my phone. So what are you planning to cook? I think I'm going to cook some um, pasta. Okay. Yeah. Because I love pasta. Home yeah, of course. Yeah. Or maybe pizza. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like to uh, bake my own pizza. Make sure you use the right flour. Perfect. Thank you very much yeah, yeah. for this yeah. advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for this time. Thanks to our guest, Pascal Siakam. Thanks to my wingman, York, Peter Kloppel. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with more stories and insight from another incredible athlete, Don't forget to follow, share, and drop us a line to let us know what you think. Podcast at redbull.com. Leave a note in the comment box on Spotify or a review on Apple. 